Okay, everybody, it's your girl, Alize, and it's um, Z-Link, another episode, which we're on episode 15, so. So we're not new stuff every day. Like, I don't think I was, like, I'm mostly more of a dominant person, but then the other day, uh, someone was sitting on my face, and they held my nose, and I didn't think I'd be into breath play, but uh, apparently I'm into breath play a little bit. <laughs> They're doing crossover performers, which is rude. Because, like, but just look at it even if they're doing crossover and mm. stuff everybody still has to get sexually checked anyways yeah i've noticed now people don't have the same opinion like they'll they might so like say i'm doing like one industry they might have no problem with that then they find i'm doing the other one they have a big problem with it you are recording okay everybody it's your girl alize and it's um Zaylink, another episode which we're on episode 15 so it's amazing we've come this far Yes, exciting, and uh, we've you know Zaylink is a show where we talk about sensuality, sexuality, relationships, uh, social norms, what's unnormal, and we do a lot of conversation that is like uh, personal, and it's transparent here. So privacy is respected, and if you have any intimacy questions, comments, concerns, or if you want to suggest a guest or comment, send. <laughs> Send an email to zaylinks at gmail.com. And if you want to connect with me directly and, um, you know, send me a direct message in regards to your question or recommend any guests, definitely DM me on Instagram. It's Alize Vlogs. And uh, follow on Instagram as well. Uh, we Love Hip Hop Network, the umbrella company for making all of this happen. Hey. And Friday, Ricky Dread. Double H. Yeah. <laughs> and also uh, our... An amazing guest that's here, Peter Pounder. Hi. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't think those claps do justice for your uh, performances. <laughs> so we're going to get into who you are and what you do and a little bit more about your personality um, right after this song. So who are we playing today? This is um, US or us. A little something. Mm. Some new ish. Some new <laughs> Hey, little baby, stop playing. You know what it is. Like it that hit, like what is that like R and B type of? It's R and B type of flow, I would say. Once it starts getting in, one of the girls in there or one of the women in there starts spazzing on her raps too. Damn. <laughs> Check them out. So a little bit of that uh, R and B slash rap flow. Yes, ma'am. Nice. A lot of the music we play is so soothing to the ears, and I mean, this is Toronto artists as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fire. So on this show, we play Toronto artists, predominantly female. So we give the respect where it's due. Ladies. Yes. So they can't say nothing out here, man. We support. We support our own. Ow. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Again, zaylinks at gmail.com is where you need to send your uh, comments and questions. Um, so we are here with Peter Pounder. And I know the name sounds interesting and unique, and it is. Peter. Yes. Is an adult film star. 
brand ambassador and model. And um, anything else you want to introduce yourself as? You said brand ambassador, model, um, uh, retired uh, adult content creator. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll Come see. back. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's something that's coming a little bit later. Um, what else? Uh, I've done some like, not really stripping gigs, but kind of like, I've been like nude sushi model and stuff like that. And like done some small like dance ah. gigs, but not like at a strip Magic club. Magic Mike stuff? No. <laughs> no, but I mean, that might be in play. Who knows? I know a few of the different agencies in the city. There's like two, I think, or three of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but no, that's it for now, I think. Um, yeah, I know you cover all the bases. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, I think the viewers kind of want to get right into it. Um, so we're going to go into a few different categories. So why don't we talk about your modeling first? Um, it's pretty evident you're uh, quite a model. <laughs> um, very easy to see. Love your hair, by the way. <laughs> Thanks. How do you fix it like that? Hairspray and product and pre-styler and post-styler and uh, a comb and a uh, hairdryer. Wow. It's fly. Thanks. I must say, it's fly. <laughs> it looks like it stays in place like all day. Like, well, it, it helps if you stuff. face in the direction of the wind too, so it can't fuck it up. <laughs> Get that wind blowing effect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you come out dead. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the modeling. Um, how did that come about? Um, like re- the recent modeling or like the before the 18 plus modeling? <laughs> <laughs> I think Overall, I guess. Okay. Yeah, because like, modeling is modeling depending on what genre you choose to do. Okay. Um, so I guess it started with actually, I was just doing like a demolition job. Like I just had a, a normal job, was doing demolition, which was fun because you could just smash it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is that where the pounder comes in? <laughs> no, well, that, that's kind of where we helped create the name. Um, so, anyways, so uh, there was like an online ad for a solo video um, and pictures for like nude. Um, so I, I, I just applied just, I don't know, as a, when I was younger, I used to just kind of like go online and, uh, do the whole like webcamming drinking off thing, but I didn't know I could get paid for it. <laughs> so, um, most mads, we got to like highlight that. So guys that like to kind of, you know, beat their fist or, uh, what is it? Pamela, there's, there's, there's work out there, right? So yeah, you can get paid for it. You don't have to do it for free, especially online. <laughs> so, um, so hold I, on. Did people just watch you do it? Yeah. Like I just used to do it for free like i go to like chat rooms and like you know you can go through on like adult friend finder and there's literally all those different cams of couples singles and whatever mm-hmm. i just i just did that uh i for fun at night because i didn't know <laughs> so then later not in the daytime yeah it's not in the daytime no because i mean like i like live with family mm. yeah um so anyway so then i get I'm doing this demolition job but i find this thing online to go do a solo photo shoot and a video shoot so i go for like the photo shoot and it's like a solo jerk off thing or whatever. Um, it was easy. Um, I did the photo shoot. Um, at the time I lost my nerve and I backed out of the video shoot. So like the second time <laughs> for the video, I didn't go. Um, then I went and got a sales job later. So it's still not like exactly in modeling and the sales job helped with more confidence of just going business to business and just like meeting nice. people. And then with that confidence, I said, wait, I don't want to sell like things. I'll sell myself. So then I started to sell myself <laughs> and uh, then the nudity and the appreciation for like me doing like nude stuff, I guess is what opened the first few doors. And then eventually I was like, Oh, people also want pictures with my clothes on. And then I started to just do more networking. Like recently mm-hmm. I've been doing networking with different like meets so that um, we can just have more content instead of just me taking selfies. <laughs> no, that's really cool. And that's the thing about sales skills and experience. It's really transferable and you can use it like all around. 
So it's it's a good point that you mentioned it. It wasn't like you just got into the industry and you just learned everything. It was like you had to do it through like a natural form of comfort, whether yeah. it was like sales skills training and just getting you familiar with other people. So that's really a cool actual um, beginning. I'll snipe a quick question in there. So when um, they were doing the um, the call for the jerk off videos, right? How much were they offering? Uh, I think it was was it four? It was two hundred for the photo shoot and four hundred for the video shoot or something like that. Comment gang, wow. <laughs> that's good. Comment gang. And this was a little like not like last year. Like this was a little while ago. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was. Wow. Comment like gang, I, you're trying to make some money in that pandemic. Well, this is before pandemic. This is like. I've been retired for two and a half years and I did the job for three years and I did that experience about wow. two years before that. So inflation. Yeah. Damn. I mean, now it's, now I have better rates. Hey. <laughs> Personalized. Common gang. Y'all are doing it anyway. Yeah. In hey. private. <laughs> yeah, but I'm more naive at that time, right? As I get older, I learn. Wow. <laughs> no, that's, that's really interesting. So that's Hell where yeah. the modeling originated from. Okay. So that kind of broke you into the adult film side, I guess. Yeah, because after, after, here, here, better here. <laughs> um, <laughs> just pull it over to you, you're better. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what did you say again? Um, like, the adult film oh, side. Oh, right. Yeah. So, I mean, after the, I went back into sales and said, I want to sell myself, I went home and I was like camming a bit. And then I went online and there was like different ads and stuff. And one of the ads was for um, straight, gay, and kink in the States. And it was like Minneapolis or something. Mm -hmm. So I applied to that. And then after doing webcam for like two weeks, they messaged me. And then we had a chat. And then we sorted it all out. And I was ready to go. Um, they'd asked if I had any experience with any of the stuff. And I was like, uh, did the photo shoot. And I backed out the video shoot. <laughs> and then they were like uh, asking all these different questions because there was the kink stuff, which was like, was going to get like beat. <laughs> So wow. are you into that? The BDSM. Yeah, like, are you into getting beat? Are you into pain? Or like, why would you do this? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't think I'm into getting beat. Uh, but like, you know, what we could see and, and like, you know, I want to also like push my limits. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, and I never, I was at the time I was, I guess, straight, but I'd gone through my phases of like trying stuff like with guys, right? I used to have like a friend who used to give me blowjobs all the time and I could watch porn on my phone and it was cool, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. And then at, so at the time, I'm like, okay, well, I'm like predominantly straight these days. And they're like, okay, well, like, this is how straight porn would work, how this is gay porn would work. Right. So I, mean, I was very open minded to like all the experimentation I would have to do. And I get paid to experiment. So that was pretty cool. Nice. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and then that was it. And then I flew out and I shot porn. <laughs> wow. That's simple. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I can add more. <laughs> you know, it was my first flight. I never really flown anywhere. So, like, that was the whole experience getting a passport and flying. Alone for this purpose. Yes, for this purpose. Wow. Every yeah, never first passport, first flight. Uh, I never really understood what what anxiety was, and I was trying to like eat in the airport, and like I'm like, why can't I like eat? Like my mouth is so dry. Because <laughs> they're gonna get it wet for you later. <laughs> so then I, I I get to the states, and they're like talking to me, and they're like, do you have anxiety? I'm like, I don't think so. So then that's when I discovered I had like slight anxiety, but that's with like new situations. After mm -hmm. like the first day of talking to them, like I was cool. Well, this is nerve wracking stuff, right? You're about to perform with people that you don't really know and yeah. do very intimate things. And it's, you know, you're experimenting. And doing a lot of things I've never done before too. 
Mm-hmm. Like, like for a gay, I never like bottomed. I never topped. I never sucked a dick. <laughs> like I've had my dick sucked. That was it. So it was a <laughs> lot of firsts for this. Um, and then for the kink, I never really been beat or whatever, or tied up or anything. Like I've had my, I've, I've, I've most hit. people with their parents, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's not the sounds they wanted to hear. And most people I knew didn't have their own places at the time. Mm. Right. Um, but all in all, it was a good experience. The first place I started, uh, the studio, they took good care of me. Um, even when I went to one of the other studios and I had like a little bit of like a, a nerve wracking time, they like helped make sure I was okay. And like they, they did the aftercare, right. Which I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always important. Yeah. And they are actually the owners of that company are who I am like coming out of retirement, uh, with as well. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm going back to like my home network of people. And so it's like going back to my, my starting family. Yeah, my roots. Yeah, my porn roots, my porn family. <laughs> wow. Explain aftercare, please. Um, well, we could both talk about it. But basically, when you're um, involving yourself in like BDSM, the aftercare is like that um, post-production type of thing. Not really on camera, so to speak, all the time, but just making sure that you're in a mental space that's good. So usually if you're involved in like um, BDSM role play and you have like a dom or like a sub, then you kind of get into character. Some people can't just snap out of it. So detaching from the experiences, the aftercare of making sure you understood what went down, what happened, how you felt, um, how you're feeling now, and just making sure you can kind of zone back in. So you kind of get back. Because it's almost like um, people think it's like when you're getting like hypnotized, you just act and then you're done. Or you're filming on camera and you're done. Mm. But some people have traumatic experiences or sometimes some people take it too far or they don't know their own limits until they experience it. And then they sometimes maybe not want to continue or maybe they feel like, okay, this was cool. But you have to have that dialogue after. So you're not having any of that traumatic, wow, what just fucking happened type of thing. And you're left to deal with it by yourself, especially when you're participating in something that involves like multiple people. Interesting. Yeah, I couldn't describe uh, said it any better myself because like, <laughs> yeah, like after my first experience, I'm back in my like room and I'm like, why do I feel upset? And then I just start like crying randomly. Upset, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like r- randomly, randomly crying because like the whole experience was like different and took a lot of emotion, you know, that I wasn't used to. Um, so then after when the rest of the people that I knew came in and helped like calm me down and like make me feel safe, you know, it's just it's like after if you're with your girl and then like after like you like used her, she wants to be like, you know, I'm still human. You still love me, not just like. Go in the other room and play Xbox. Okay. <laughs> Cuddle for a little bit. Yeah. At least. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So it's just really making sure that you're okay. And uh, we spoke about this even when we had like the interview with Dylan from Oasis. Like there's rules to BDSM and people really have to understand what role they're playing and what they're walking into. And the people participating need to make sure that when you're leaving that experience that somebody doesn't feel like they were assaulted or they don't feel like you know, they were deprived of, you know, anything in particular because yeah. you know what you've gone through regardless of if you're all yes, yes, yes. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Learning will be <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting, especially when you're participating in it. I mean, you might assume a certain role to the public eye or to people you know, but then when you're involving yourself in like a specific level of BDSM, it's like, it's, it's life-changing, it really is because you might be a dominant person and if you're playing a sub, then you got to remember, I got to get back to being a dominant regular person in real life. Mm. And the submission role is just for the moment type of thing. So. I always thought most people played their like natural role on camera. But then there's actually a documentary um, narrated by James Franco called Kink about the kink armory. And like he interviews like a bunch of people and stuff. And it was actually the opposite. Most people who were like subs on camera were like doms at home mm-hmm. and like, vice versa. Mm. And it's cool. They also like talked about the chemicals in your brain with like pleasure and pain. How like when you raise 
the pleasure and then the pain you can go more in the pain and pleasure next time and keep yeah. going. yeah yeah that's interesting it's something to learn so that, so that if you ever get like kidnapped you know you're good <laughs> <laughs> and that does happen with certain kink play but again there's also real life situations so you just got to learn your tolerance physically <laughs> mentally and connecting it and because a lot of people don't understand sexually like their boundaries or their limitations or what they can actually excel in if they're really put to the test with it yeah, and you also learn new stuff every day. Like, I didn't think I was, like, I'm mostly more of a dominant person. But then the other day, uh, someone was sitting on my face and they held my nose. And I didn't think I'd be into breath play. But uh, apparently I'm into breath play a little bit. <laughs> well, I guess um, breath play, again, life and death situation. <laughs> well, I don't think they're going to kill me, but yeah. <laughs> but you obviously, like, um, you're, when you're experimenting, which is the key word, you're trying to be open-minded to different kink plays, sexual acts, and things like that. So like literally that experience you just went like you just described um that's slight suffocation but yeah pleasure it's like well i mean the more hardcore one i would see on i guess a film would be the person in like the leather suit with the straws of their nose i guess that's just a way more gentle like milder play of that yeah <laughs> leather suits have you like worn one before no no because i'm usually more of the dominant role i probably want to have the person in the leather suit like i did a thing before where the person was like in like a not full leather suit but they had like fake ears and like paw stuff on and like a butt plug tail and whatever mm-hmm. so like that's as far as i've been around with leather or shopping at the leather shops in toronto yes yeah. northbound leather is a very popular one i know most people uh, go to yeah i went and got my uh, lotion and all the leather care stuff there speaking of which uh you have quite an extensive arsenal it would have been nice to kind of see all of that good stuff well, but people have to follow you in order to i guess figure out where they can see some <clears throat> of your active play like on I guess you're on some sites. And oh plus, yeah, and plus we're not trying to get the video demonetized either. Right. <laughs> the uh, well, like the actual use of the t- the tools I carry. Um, <laughs> I guess yeah, that would be on like my OnlyFans or like I can share like the images also on social media, like on Twitter, and why not? Um, but for more of, like the use, that'd be on OnlyFans. Yes. <laughs> yes. So definitely hit up his OnlyFans. And speaking of content, uh, you're a content creator on OnlyFans. Um, let's talk about, I guess, your sexuality, like how open you are about it. Because I know we kind of skimmed the surface and the comment gang is going to be all up in this about what did he say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let, let's talk about it. So you <clears throat> are pansexual, <laughs> bisexual, straight, and you are who you are when you want to be. Yeah. Whoever you are. So, I mean, it's been a whole journey of like learning. Like I started as like straight and then I was uh, trying things. So I consider myself heteroflexible. Hmm. Um, That's a new one. Heteroflexible. Yeah, there's heteroflexible and homoflexible. So I heard of heteroflexible at the time. So I was like, okay, I'm heteroflexible. And then... Isn't it bi-curious? Well, I think bi-curious is you're more so curious. I think flexible is like you you go the other way. Yeah, you're more down, I think. I don't know. So that's so I did that for a bit, and then I found this scale. Was it the Kinsey scale? And I use that for perspective for a bit because zero (laughs) zero is hetero, one is hetero and incidentally homosexual, two is hetero and more than incidentally homosexual, three is bisexual, and then four you're you're going the other side now. Four is homosexual and more than incidentally hetero. Five is homosexual and incident. Where, where's the scale? It's I'm online. Curious. Online. It's called the Kinsey scale, but that's just the one of like zero or zero to uh, I think like six or whatever. There's another longer one, but so I use that one for a while because I'm like I'm not f- evenly attracted to both sexes at the time, right? So I was like, okay, I'm like a two or a one depending. And then I started filming more and started getting more comfortable with my sexuality. So when I first went out and filmed, like I said, I'd never done 
uh, much guy stuff other than getting blowjobs. So I did all this stuff and was like, okay, like so I feel like sex is sex. Doesn't really matter to me. Well, hold on there. Okay. You said, okay, because we've had so many different guests that we've spoken about um, different types of experiences with homosexuality and things like that. And we had a conversation a few weeks back with um, talking about guys in, in the bin, like in jail and stuff like that and having, you know, them have sexual experiences and them having the stigma of having to choose to not be gay because they're doing things sexually out of, I guess, survival mode. Right. So I'm not making the comparison in that way. I'm just saying that did you limit yourself at only receiving oral sex because that made it, I guess, like. Is that as far as I was willing to go at the time? Yeah. Instead of like full out, like, um, like intimate sex and stuff. Like I just, the friend, the friend who just offered that just offered blowjobs. So I just took the blowjobs and that's all I really wanted at the time. And I had no other needs I felt that I needed to do. And uh, yeah, that, that was more so it. Someone says, hey, you want to get like smoke some joints and get some head? <laughs> so, like, yeah, sure. Wow. Okay. No, I was just checking because sometimes we have like different viewers and we have um, different opinions on different things. And I'm just curious, like maybe when people are kind of transitioning over to that area, maybe that's like what most people do as a go-to oh um like some people it's their like 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 how girls are like oh i only kiss other girls when i'm drunk kind of thing like what they're mm. like they're like yeah they're um i don't know what the word is called but yeah uh, i guess for me my way of doing that was like as i went into men i just went into more like smoother hairless men so like twinks and more femme <laughs> guys because i like women and this was like how my transition was. I wasn't like one of the guys where it's like, oh, I like to like be women and dominant, and then I'd be like to be a submissive with like a hairier guy. Like I just kind of transitioned this it's way. Smooth. <laughs> I stuck with the smoothness. <laughs> no rugged stuff. Okay. <clears throat> no, that's interesting. I like the incense. It smells good. Mm-hmm. It always goes down. Um. Yeah. So. Oh, the sexuality, right? Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So then from there. Now I'm like, okay, <clears throat> sex is sex. This is like fun, whatever. Um, I so I said, okay, so I guess like as I was still just before being evenly bisexual, I would just say the heteroflexible or Kinsey or whatever. Then I became more more like, you know what? It doesn't matter. I'll have sex with whoever. So I'm like, bisexual. Now at the time when people said, oh, if you sleep with trans, that's not a guy or girl, you're pansexual. Like I didn't really think about getting more educated on it at the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so then I'm pansexual. And one of my friends said they're just into whatever they're into in the moment, like whatever's in their pan. And I know that's not the actual description, yeah. but I, I liked that. So I, I, I went with that for a bit. Um, and then recently, I mean, also I know that like trans, they're, they're transitioning into what they feel they are. So like that's wrong or whatever, or how I'm perceiving it. So then I just went, to look it up the other day and it was like pansexual is even crushes on all genders whereas bisexual would be different crushes depending on the gender so i'm like okay then what the fuck am the i the detail is just it's like a, impeccable <laughs> yeah like be, be, before when i was going under peter pounder i or when i was like starting in porn i just said i'm pounder sexual instead of pansexual or bisexual i'm just pounder sexual <laughs> whatever i'll pound yeah so that was my thing but i guess now technically i would be bisexual because like each gender isn't exactly the same level but i am also fluid i'm changing as the story has gone on so mm-hmm. yeah i'm me hi <laughs> yeah you do whatever floats your boat yeah okay i um, like that homo flex flexible that's a good one can i throw some some uh, another question in there because <sighs> like okay as a heterosexual man mm-hmm. right we i feel like sometimes especially in media, we kind of have to tiptoe around 
um, when we talk about the LGBTQ plus community because we're not c completely aware of all the different terms and stuff like how you just explained right oh, now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Do you feel that sometimes like your community or the community that you're part of can get a little bit touchy with that type of stuff? Nowadays, I feel like everyone can be touchy. Um, like even even me being in part of it now, like I still meet people and I don't know their pronoun when I meet them. Mm -hmm. So I'll say she and then it's a they and I'm like, okay, so they. <laughs> What's yeah. your name? How about that? <laughs> yeah. Because it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the tippy toe... I guess there are people who like are uh, defenders. I don't know. They like lash out at you. But mm -hmm. I think nowadays it should be more about like like get a bashing and canceling. I think it should be more about like educating. Like, yeah. You know, someone said something three years ago, and 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 now they're a different person. Like you know, they learn, they grow. Yeah. And you're allowed to switch statuses. Like a girl can be a lesbian, and then she can be completely straight. Nope, nope, nope. No, you said on the internet once you're one thing, you can't change it. Like that's oh, like, yeah, God stupid. Forbid, eh? I know. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that's because people box you in. It's like you're already trying to fit in especially if you're bisexual or whatever status you are. And then it's like the judgment just keeps coming. So I think it's like with anything, labeling is just labeling. People mm -hmm. want to feel comfortable in how they address you. And this is why we have names, right? It's almost like talking about somebody's culture. It's like white, black, Indian, what are you? It's like, hi, I'm such and such. How are you? <laughs> yeah. All right. It's just the relevance of like why a person's sexuality would even be in relevance of the dialogue when you're just meeting somebody as well. Facts. Everybody, you know, spends money, everybody works, everybody does different things. So it all depends on how the term is also being used and examined, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yes, but I like that. Home, what is it? Heteroflexible. Yes. Um, yeah, there's heteroflexible and homoflexible. And like you were saying about people who feel like they can't change back. I feel like a lot of more so straight guys, I know like they might be curious or go the other way. But like I heard it the other day on a different interview that the guy is, is gay and now he's finally looking at bi porn thinking like, oh, I want to try like a threesome with a girl. But like he can't tell any of his friends about it because like it's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing. It's mm. bash from your group. No, that's rough. And it's interesting, too. It's all about perspective because women, it's like if you're bi or straight or, you know, let's just say heterosexual, flexible and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It's cool. Like everybody wants that. But like when it comes to a guy now, it's like there's so much more judgment in the mainstream porn okay yeah so short story <clears throat> um i join porn i'm like okay trying to find an agency maybe like you know i could find some like bigger work let's check it out i find one agency that wants to sign me and um all of a sudden it's like taking a little bit to finish the final paperwork mm -hmm. and then i get back to them they talk to the other uh studios like not like so the studios that would hire like their models and because i am a crossover performer which is crossing over between straight and gay industry uh, they can't like they would blacklist that company even though the girls cross over all the time like, easy yeah yeah it's for guys it was a whole other thing so even when I flew out another time to a shoot you know the girls that were performing with certain people all of a sudden the next day had to change the rules because the agent found out they're doing crossover performers which is rude yeah because <laughs> that, but, but just look at it even if they're doing crossover and <clears throat> stuff everybody still has to get sexually checked anyways yeah, I've noticed now people don't have the same opinion like they'll they might, so like, say I'm doing like one industry, they might have no problem with that. Then they find I'm doing the other one, they have a big problem with it. Even though like I'm getting tested and doing bareback with both ones, they have a problem with one over the other. Mm. And it's like, I know a lot of girls that are like, well, I accept bisexuality, it's like, cool. But then like I went to the strip club with my friend, she got a dance from a male performer, cool. Then he went and gave a guy a dance and she felt weird about it. And, um, I, and it's because it, it's a double standard, like, yeah. And it's tolerance too. And I guess it's, it's natural. People are allowed to feel comfortable with one thing and not the other, but it's just about how you make like proclaim statements. Mm -hmm. And then that's what it is. I think the outwardness, because everybody thinks things in their mind. 
we all think like what we like, what we don't like, or what we question, or what we find completely off. But it's only when I think you make an actual statement, something that is solidifying to you. Like, you know, when you say like word is bond, something is that, like when people say like my word is my oh, bond, yeah, yeah. they tie that to you. So I think when we start making statements or start making on things uncomfortable verbally, that's when the judgment comes in on how we're defined as people when we're talking about um, sexuality. Yeah, it's like you said with the Internet, you write something and they take it as like a law. Yeah. Yeah, but it's not. Not always. That's so interesting. <clears throat> Wow. So how, okay, doing porn, having relationships, like, does it go hand in hand or is it like awkward or does it like, because a lot of people just misunderstand when people do porn, like they think you don't have a personal life or that you're not a normal person. So please explain how it can work. Okay. So when I started, I was in a relationship already. Like, so it was like, you know, I was doing the sales thing. It's like, what do you want to do? I'm going to try this porn thing. I'm like, are you sure? They're like, yeah, it's fine. Like, go. I went, out, I went out and did it. I came back and I'm like, well, good thing you said you were cool with it because like now I wouldn't listen to you because I just want to do this job. This is what I feel like I was meant to do. <laughs> so yeah. um, so then we just had like kind of different rules. Like it was work is work. Like she got a job as a stripper and she went and danced and I was uh, in porn mostly. I didn't really, I did some camming, but I don't like going on webcam for like six hours and and just, tedious oh my god it's i don't know like i i, I would do one or two hours i didn't know people would do like like two three four five hours so they uh, want to get their viewers and subscribers up and they just want to get people locked i guess yeah it's yeah, and i didn't realize that at the time so i just preferred to go in and like make my money and leave and then also uh, when only fans came out like years ago i jumped on that so i also had like online money as well and people have to understand OnlyFans is not new. It's been out for years. It's just got magnified with COVID for like more sexual content because the platforms have been limiting people. Yeah, their content or their usage went up, I think, 300% when COVID started. Yeah. Which was great for like the platform. But for me as like an original person who was on the platform, I didn't like how my lifetime referrals became like just one year. Oh. Because that's, it should be like a cell phone plan. It should be grandfathered contract. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, OnlyFans. Yeah. <clears throat> Note to OnlyFans. So relationships, did you? Oh yeah, yeah. so relationships, yeah. <laughs> um, so that worked out. We had our rules, like um, rules was, again, so, like BDSM. Well, yeah, so yeah, rules communication. So like for for this situation, it was work is work, and then outside the relationship, it's open, but it's like she could go hook up with girls, I could go hook hook up with guys. If we wanted to have like opposite genders, we more so just wanted like a bisexual situation to avoid jealousy, and that's what our terms were at the time. So like, if a guy wanted to have sex with my girlfriend. He had to want to suck my dick first. And like if a girl wanted to like have sex with me, she had to want to eat out her first, if that makes mm -hmm. any sense. So that's what we did at the time. Uh, that worked. Like that, the relationship failed for like personal reasons. It had nothing to do with porn, mm. right? So, um, so that relationship worked in the sense of like we had an understanding of like that. Um, then after that, I mean, I retired after that relationship kind of um, – it takes a mental toll. I well, mean, th there was there was that and like trying to rediscover myself and just like meeting with people and like I started to get um, monogamous feelings at the time. And then there was like a uh, just a whole bunch of stuff kind of like changing. So I was like, OK, I think maybe I don't want to do this. So then I, I took a break, tried monogamous stuff for a bit and that didn't really work. So now here I am. And it's normal. Like, honestly, a lot of people will be judgmental and be like, oh, you're fucked up or you're weird, this and that. And I think, in all honesty, that it's normal. We're indecisive as human beings, and this is where the element of choice is given to us. We get to choose what we want to be sexually. We get to choose if we want to date or be single. We get to choose who we want to slam and who we want to, you know, just have something locked down with. So, can't have it all. 
I think that's like no, you, know, well, you, know, you can't have it all. Like, I mean, I guess some people think that there are people in poly or not just poly, non was it ethical non monogamy. They think that they're trying to have it all, but it's not they're trying to have it all. Like, they just want what they want, and mm-hmm. maybe you're accepting something as less. I don't know. <laughs> it's standards too, because I mean, like it, again, when you're dating too, it's like some people are all for what you do when they just meet you, but then it's eventually when you start to emotionally connect with people, things change. You do become a little bit more territorial. You do start to have like roles and responsibilities associated with being connected to another human being. And that can change so fast if you have a very, um, what's the word, a promiscuous lifestyle. Because we all have jealousy. We all have emotions. We all have love. We all have all the emotions. <laughs> yeah. They just come out at different times. So it's definitely challenging doing porn. I mean, there's so many people that can relate to it that you're kind of performing. But you're performing, doing very intimate things with your body and your personality. And I think most people are affected by the emotional mental state that a person's in when they're doing things with another person. Well, it's how, yeah, it's how they're valuing it. Like, I, I like, part of my love languages is uh, quality time. And, like, if someone's spending quality time with me and talking to me, but then, like, they're at work and they're, or the friends and they're hanging out with their friends, they're spending quality time with them. Like, am I going to get just as jealous? I mean, if I am, I have my own personal issues to work with through. <laughs> <laughs> but, um it's the same thing. It's the way people value sex, right? Like they may think like it isn't as intimate anymore, but it still is. It's like work is work. And some sometimes, yes, I'll have a really good day at work. And sometimes I'll have a really bad day at work. It's like any job. Like yeah. you have good and bad days. And then the, also the security of the person you're with, though. If you know that they're sleeping with other people or that they might be, I mean, that just that curiosity, too, can hurt. And then it starts to make you feel like, do I really want to do what I'm doing, even though I know I'm doing it just for business purposes? Like, what if that person starts enjoying it for pleasure and personal reasons? I will definitely enjoy my job some days per, for uh, pleasurable reasons. And I work with a, a co-star that I wanted to work for for a long time. I'm definitely going to enjoy it more that day. But that's, like, why I chose, like, that job. If you like to build houses, some days you're going to build houses and it's going to suck because everything's going to go wrong. And other days you're going to build, like, the perfect house and you're going to have so much fun at your job. And it's and like, you're going to want to live in it. Like, yeah. <laughs> but you're not going to live in it because you, you, you built that house to sell. <laughs> Uh, so like a- the content you built, you did that scene to sell like cool there was awesome chemistry it looks like everyone's really into each other it we are and it's gonna sell really well and that's it it's work mm. but if the if there's a whole thinking about sleeping with other people and all that kind of stuff and that's like personal that's like at home like that's different some people can't draw the line some people can or sometimes lines get blurry yes i think that's the biggest thing the <laughs> lines get blurry blurred lines well yeah that's why I, um like if you have a more more communication and talk about it it will help like, cause you'll have, it's the same with like a lot of these relationships, monogamous or non-monogamous communication is like key. Like if you don't communicate, there's always issues. Yeah. Yeah. Not always, mostly. <laughs> That's super important. So let's talk about you being a brand ambassador. Okay. So brand ambassador, like when I retired the two and a half years ago <laughs> before I came back, right. Um, I was like, what am I going to do? I like fitness stuff. I, I mainly like always sh- shared stuff about fitness and cannabis industry and whatever. So I just stuck with the things I liked. Um, and then I started to work with some cannabis brands and like promote them or like some of their products, like the topical creams and whatever. Um, there's a company called Earth Kiss the Sky that I really like that I've been promoting for like the past two or three years or whatever. And then now they're actually just becoming like legal. So, I mean, my code doesn't work anymore <laughs> because it's going to be the government store, but it's a really good product. Um, so I like stuff I can stand behind. Um, I've done some of the stuff like conventions, like brand ambassador work where it's mm-hmm. a random convention stuff. I didn't really stand behind and it was fun just to do experience and meet people. But, um, 
it was more just like a social thing go out that day I hand out swag or something right. I mean I worked a cool uh, it's, I guess it's still brand ambassador work where it was like a casino like a charity gala mm. so we had to like take people's credit cards and give them casino chips so it's not exactly <laughs> brand ambassador but it was like a cool like uh, promo style gig so which I consider part of the brand ambassador work um, but now I would probably try to because I'm coming out of retirement stick to brands <laughs> related to the sex toys or the products I take or the supplements I take that relate to the performance that I do okay yeah. so sex companies can look forward to working with you partnering with you and all that good stuff yeah okay Speaking of sex toy companies, I have um, I've had an endorsement from uh, what is it? Fun Funhouse a while ago. So things can happen, and then again, you get ex- you get to experiment with different toys. You get to get hands on and all of that good stuff. But I've recently connected with um, Sexbox, and um, I have some goodies. I can't show everything on camera, but I can show the packaging that it comes in. So I got some goodies brought over to me for those that are watching and those are listening it's an all black discreet box that if you order the products you'll be able to get some goodies and i can't show too much but i know peter you were supposed to are we just looking from this side are we just just going from this side guidelines yeah oh shoot it's upside Upside down. down yeah it's upside down so what we can do is describe some of the amazing stuff that's in here Again, what's in the box? (laughs) What's in the box is it's a new company that came out and they're in Toronto and it's called Sexbox and they spell it with a X E S. So it's kind of like backwards. I guess they're really trying to be mindful of the guidelines. And there's some kink stuff in here. So I can show a nice scented candle. (laughs) What's what's the scent? Is it? I'm not sure, but it's really nice. Safe. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of different things in here. This is a mini massager. So, little box. Ow. Um, there's oral sex candy. So, BJ Blast. <laughs> Those like pop rockets for him. Yeah. Pop rocks. Oh Say what? So, BJ Blast. So, this is something that if you're giving some really good oral, uh, whether you're going down on a girl or you're sucking some. Uh, the box over a little bit is covering. Uh... Space here. Oh shoot! Okay, so, so I'll put it down, it. maybe here like this. Yeah, yeah. perfect. In between us, um, I got something called Fantasy Cringe, and it's a vibrating super ring. So guys, if you Ow. like to feel stimulated and your girl's not necessarily holding it right or doing some stuff, this is like a ring that vibrates and controllable. <laughs> so, <Call me> gangster. <laughs> yes, and there's even some visuals here on how you put it around your uh, stock. If I could say. <laughs> I think you can also use it with your hand. You can also use it with your hand as well. Well, you would know. I mean, I'm just saying that like with yeah. the toys, help them out here. I'm just like kind of going through Multi-use some of this stuff. For your stock or your hands. And for guys that like to, go, or anybody that likes to go down on a girl, there's something called Doc Johnson Pussy Liquor. So that is something, if you're looking for some added flavor, comment gang. There's uh, something for you here. Strawberry flavored. So it's an oral gel. I'll take that one on with me when I go home. <laughs> you guys heard it. That was Friday. <laughs> yeah. And then there's also some uh, intimate dares. So as you guys know, I like to do the card game where we ask some intimacy questions and put people in some really difficult situations and get them to answer on the spot. 
So I have some new ones that I'm going to be able to get to read. So it's going to be fun. And then we have a bottle of massage oil. I, I love it. I'm pretty sure that it's pronounced. Is it? Not, I always say jojoba, but it's not jojoba. It's hayoba or something. Uh, <laughs> no, you got it. I'm okay, sure whatever. You're, you're right. So massage oil, obviously for sensual massages. Yes. And y'all know I'm into my kinks, so I'm just going to enjoy all of this ish. So I got another whip. And uh, yeah, I said another because I already have one in my arsenal. So <clears throat> it's like a mini flogger. Yes. Flogger. <laughs> Whoever is bad is going to get whipped. And that is something you can check out at my thing, too, because I had a really big one. You have a big flogger? Yeah, the one that had 50 tails that I, I forgot to bring. 50 tails? Yeah, like the tails. So you like to be whipped or do you whip? I use the tools on the people. Oh, shoot. Friday, why are your eyes wide open? <laughs> what you got in your arsenal, big Friday? What you got at home? You don't hear the whip tool? <laughs> you got a whip? No, I got a couple of handcuffs. I got it somewhere, but you know. It's not about me. And there's some handcuffs, which I'm going to enjoy. And they're furry on the inside. So they're not the typical metal. I have those ones. But these ones are more like the, uh, yeah, I don't think I could show them. <laughs> they look kind of innocent, but they're not. Guidelines. Yes. I got some lingerie. So I'll definitely, I'll probably do a shoot for that. And this is a, called an Air Pulse. Uh, number one air pulse stimulator. So I guess it's just some air. Oh, I think that's. Oh, the, your face, like your body, like, like something light that you can. Like I've heard of the, the other brands that make this um, like a womanizer. The first, the first one that came out was like the womanizer, I think. It's pretty much <laughs> like a like a clit vacuum. Mm. It's just like kind of holding uh, it like on her body. So I guess it goes around like something that's like nice Ow. that you just kind of uh, go over. Oh, this one uses air, so it might be different. If it is the thing I'm thinking of, it's supposed to make a woman orgasm in like a minute. Oh, shit. So I am going to actually uh, <laughs> do this on my live. So definitely go to my Instagram <laughs> and check it out once I do another unboxing to try to show a little bit more. And kind of maybe vlogs on Instagram. Send her a DM. Yeah, <laughs> maybe do some demonstrations. I'm not sure, but definitely I am... Uh, in affiliation here and definitely check out my only fans there might be some content to emerge from all of these new goodies because i think with sex toys we never really update our arsenal as often as we should and then i also have uh, something called a basic rubber works and it's a slim seven meaning that uh those of you guys that are slim sevens there's love for you guys out there too and this is actually like a dildo so yeah Comic gang strong. And it's all black. You guys are probably used to Mikey and me, the, my big brown shaded one. Uh, the oversized that. one that I put in my uh, mouth and everything like that. All that good stuff. Yeah, it's huge. It's literally like, I, I can't even, the girth is like so massive. I mean, literally like I had to force my mouth over it, but that's something like a little bit of a trick I've done. Many times. <laughs> so it's like more, for, more of like a for show one, like a... It's a huge oversized. It's like yeah, yeah, this. It's like a, and I call it Mikey and it even has balls too and all that stuff. And I, I engage. Well, they look in. weird if there's no balls. It's just, it's just a, a shaft. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just a shaft. Yeah. They try to make it as realistic as possible, but definitely uh, follow Sexbox on Instagram. And definitely if you're looking for some sex toys in Toronto or just online, check them out. They have so many goodies and yeah, you get discreet packaging. So I just had to put that out there. Check them out. So your arsenal, mm -hmm. what toys have you participated? Like, what's your favorite go-to toy? So those things that I, I showed 
So I, I showed a picture before to uh, her of what I have as a collection. And the two photos are like just when I just got them. And it was during COVID because I was expanding my arsenal of stuff. Like, because <laughs> before I just had like, I don't know, before I had like a few butt plugs. Um, like when I started porn, I had like butt plugs where they're actually different sizes. Like, because they always shrink down to something really small. But mm-hmm. if you're trying to learn like actual anal stuff, you should have different sizes yeah different sizes (laughs) so it's actually yeah yeah, learning process so i had those i had like a ball gag i had like a feather on a stick i don't know but it wasn't much it was just to stroke the body yeah like it was just like i didn't i didn't have much um i had more stuff for myself so um during all this stuff i decided to go well i mean i have like a shopping buddy that takes me shopping (laughs) we buy things so i wanted to get some new stuff so we walked around the city and i got one of those um like this made by kink.com and it's like a zapper that's like all red it's like it's called the violet one is it electro play yeah 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 now when you just zap but it's just like a little shock like it's not like constant yeah the voltage is not meant to hurt you or electrocute you it's just like some nice tingling i say nice because yes i have experienced it it's just nice light electro play to stimulate your senses on your body and to help that uh, sensuality kind of come out in a more erotic way this one (laughs) <laughs> is a little bit different than the lighter one. It doesn't hurt you. It's more just like smarten you up. Like it's a quick little like smarten you like up. a little like jolt, but it does not constant. Whereas the ones you're talking about, like they're they have like constant light. Yeah. If you're, uh, well, I guess it depends on the toy. There's many kinds, yeah. very various electroplay tools. Um, so I have that one, and then I got a few paddles to to see what they had. So I went to Northbound Leather, and mm-hmm. I bought like their big wooden like preacher paddle to see what wooden paddle oh, wow. yeah see what wooden tools were about i got their like silicone like uh, round paddle uh, for another kind of toy to play with um what else did i get was in that photo um but i just got some cool like underwear you do the spanking you said or do you also enjoy being spanked as well i, I do the spanking i tried being the spanked like when i first shot for a website before like when i flew out mm-hmm. it's not really my thing i'm not really into like being uh beat the only thing that like i liked out of, <laughs> out of it was seeing how much i could take Kind of thing like like it's like you Tolerance. know now I do cold exposure so like I'll see how much I can take in a cold bath like it's pushing your uh, pushing through discomfort kind of thing yeah not not so much of a turn on for me um so but I like to like if someone's into something if they're into receiving pain I'm into like what they're into so I'm into like giving pain and or or if it's more for the sound or if it's more for the <laughs> it depends some people like I got one toy that was pretty much a fake leather kind of belt loop and it makes a lot of sound but it doesn't really feel like anything so for that it's the impact alone there it's yeah it's the people who like to hear the sound whereas my other friend who likes more pain doesn't care for that one because it's just loud they want like they want they want the preacher paddle (laughs) yeah they want the preacher paddle so i have those um and out of the paddles my favorite would probably be the if the person likes the wood one the wood one because they get to use the big preacher paddle i have (laughs) And aside from that, it'd probably just be the loud one because I find most people are a little more skittish. So like, it's just more of a starting point. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing I had showed you was this display of like leather tools, which with COVID and everyone doing sales, I lucked out on, it's like an $800 like US like set that I got for 300 bucks, but it's like wow. made in Ukraine. So it was, <laughs> it was random, but yeah, so I got this set and it came with um, a belt whip, which is pretty much like a giant piece of belt with a handle. So it's a little bit easier to hand, handle. <laughs> Play on words. Yeah. And then um, then I have the flogger with the 50 tails. 50? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like, yes, yeah, I, I counted them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that one is, it's more like a heavy of a feel, but it doesn't really, 
cause like that much like pain so it's for different like mm -hmm. if the person wants like more pain then i'll use like the crop it came with or the cane but hold on let's stay with stick with the flogger for a second so the flogger is the 50 tails then it came with a cat of nine tails which is like <laughs> there's just like nine of them and it's just like if the flogger pieces there was two and they were just kind of wrapped like a rope wow so it's like you would see like I mean, in the, I think it's in like religion stuff. You see what I think Jesus was whipped with, with like all the little pieces, all the. It was that, in the Simpsons that, too, the cat and I. Tell. Yeah, what they would, <laughs> would scratch. So on this toy, it's just leather. There's no like sharp hooks on the end. Um, and there's so there's that one which I, I like because it has more like aerodynamics and flows faster. Um, <laughs> and uh, my set is black and red, by the way, for people who care. But yeah, black and red is the whole theme. Um, and then we have the cane and the crop, which are more the aggressive ones. So like the cane will leave a mark. The cane is just like a stick, right? And like it's more for yeah, it will definitely have a mark. Um, I'm into that as well. People want to be marked. I think it's really cool. I, sometimes it's really impressive on how much a person can be marked, and I'm trying to figure out how to do that still. So um, spanking, yeah, the tool is important mm -hmm. as well as um, technique. The lighter the skin, the more redder it's going to get. The more brutal it bruises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so impact for sure. And the last part was just the crop, like yeah. the with the piece on the end, which a lot of people use wrong, I find, because like my one friend was scared. He's like, oh, no, this, this, it hurts. And he was describing it. And I'm like, wait, that sounds like a cane. The person was just using it wrong. They weren't using the piece on the end of, oh. of the crop, right? <laughs> oh, so like even during this uh, pandemic, I reached out to a friend who I haven't met yet because of the whole pandemic. But um, I'm asking them because they're a dominate, dominatrix. Do um, female, yeah dominatrix yeah. yeah 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 um and i want to learn proper like wrist movements and stuff because there's there's videos online of people doing it with pillows but i'd rather have someone who does this as a living like actually teach me how to do it because you can get hurt if you're doing it wrong <laughs> yeah and i don't i don't know everything it's a learning process like even now where i am with all the stuff i've learned in all the years um i have friends who offer like consultations about like navigating uh non-monogamy and and uh, uh domination for like cis males and like things to avoid and all this stuff and i want to make sure that i'm like properly educated on it because Want to learn to do it right? Yeah. Yeah. So here's a question. How is your head game? You mean like me giving head? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the other one's easy. Like lean back. <laughs> um, but no, um, it's 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 okay. It's okay. Like I I know I have a gag reflex. I'm not one of those people who are like just going away without gagging. Like I definitely have like tears running down my eyes and stuff. <laughs> um and yeah, I don't know. It's it's. I've only mostly done it, I guess, on camera. Like the times that I've like filmed and stuff. There's a few times off camera I've done it. Um, I have to really like like the person, mm -hmm. right? Because I don't want to suck the dick of someone I don't like. <laughs> yeah, like I know what I do with mine. I don't know what you do with yours. I want to like you, like kind of thing. <laughs> but anyways, it's okay. Like I definitely, like I said, I I don't have no gag reflex. So I don't know. I do all right. They seem to keep on hiring me for these things. Oh shoot. <laughs> Proof is in the pudding. And um, you say you have a lot of butt plugs. So um, this, again, is probably a big question for the common gang and people watching. Like, how do you prepare for anal? Like, I mean, like, can you take like a very big size? Like, you Well, everyone prepares differently. Like, I knew people that would just um, not eat much food or take like something to cause them to be backed up or whatever. And then they would take a painkiller. So they're not really dealing with like learning. They're just like, there's avo avoiding. Um I would just, so for me preparing, I would just do like a good cleaning up process beforehand, depending on what you're doing, you know, how in depth you need to clean. Avoid like, you know, I'm lactose intolerant, so I'm not going to have like a cheese pizza the night before. Like I'm not going <laughs> to. So we were talking about night before prep. So a good amount of time, you kind of have to like have a good diet and 
I we, think I think yeah, having a good diet is easier than like the memes online where people are saying they're just gonna eat ice cubes for dinner and breakfast. Like they're just avoiding <laughs> food. Like I think a good diet is key and having fiber and and um yeah. fiber, fiber will loosen you up, by the way. <laughs> will also help the things that are in you make sure they move out of you and not leave like a little bit stuck in there and stuff too. <laughs> it's a it's a you know, you should learn about these things about your body in general, even if you're not doing butt things, you should have good bowel movements, people. Yes. And again, a very sensitive area. Most people don't like to talk about certain things. So it's important to know that if you are engaging in any sexual activity, there's good vaginal hygiene, penal hygiene and anal hygiene. Mm -hmm. I think overall, that's important to note. Um, Oh, but yeah. So getting adjusted, like I said earlier, the previous, the different sizes of butt plugs. um, But a real dick is different. Yeah, but but for getting used to it. So for me... um, I know when I did cam shows, like if I put a, a butt plug in, like it would like affect my, my boner. I had to like get used to it first. So like my body doesn't like too much sensations at once. Some people like a lot of sensation, but so that's key. That's huge. And honestly, what you said is a good point. Cause a lot of, uh, people that have sex, I think with guys, especially a lot of women put a lot of pressure or people just put a lot of pressure on guys to be able to multitask during sex and do the most. So I think that's a very key point. Cause it's been brought up to me before that most guys, they focus like they just want to do kind of one thing with sex yeah like i mean (laughs) it's hard to like i know people that do porn and then they'll try to webcam and then they can't like webcam because they're like trying to type and talk to people and like do all these multiple things at once so yeah multitasking can be annoying or not annoying but it's a a thing you have to learn how to do but like for me i'd rather focus on one thing in the moment so like so if i get the butt plug in there now it's in there now i can focus back on like jerking off or touching myself Mm because the the pressure on the prostate feels good whatever but anyway, the so for, massage. but for getting used to the sizes, I would put in it. And for me, it was I just wanted to get used to like the girth first. So I put in one size, relax, just lay down for a bit till I felt ready to move up the next size. I had like a little blog I had read where they talked about squeezing around it and pretty much doing kegels and just like relaxing and getting like not tiring out your butt a bit, but like kind of a little like flexing your sphinx and yeah you know. on it and like getting used to it and all that kind of stuff. And then moving up a few sizes. And then once I felt that was good for girth. Which generally was because I usually had toys bigger than the other people, which I was, oh, I was wrong one time. But yeah, um, <laughs> so so Take that was like a that was fine. And then after that, depth. I don't know. I never really had an issue with depth, um, and that was it. I was usually good to go. Like I just and I started with um, bareback um, porn, so there was no condoms. So when we did bareback and we had silicone lube, everything went super smooth. <laughs> the first time I did condoms with water-based lube, I was like, "There's a balloon in my butt. This is different." <laughs> So it's definitely <laughs> different learning. Yeah. No, everybody has different experiences. And again, doing it for uh, business purposes or like even on cam is very different from somebody just doing it at home saying, hey, let me just try. Because most people try it with Vaseline and think that that's... Oh. <laughs> Every time I hear a home story about anal, I'm like, oh, I should offer classes maybe where people can like have like anal introduction and like teach people how to properly do it. Because everyone has like a bad story of someone who tried to do something too fast or without lube or, or just Vaseline. a bunch of other... Yeah, Vaseline. Yeah, I did have a tutorial on my YouTube at one point about um, uh, anal. Like, I, I had, like, top fetishes or something like that, but it's all gone now. It's not up there. <laughs> Only fans, it's there. But, yeah, definitely there's different exercises. There's different um, gels. There's different relaxers. So I know, like, with anal, there's, like, um, like oral. Like, you can, for people that like to lick um, the anus. Yeah, an- analingus. Exactly. And then there's also um, numbing gels, numbing creams and things like that that people can use that is also like um, edible. So there's so much knowledge people have to have when they're experimenting. And that's key. I think 
important. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to say about numbing gels, though, is like pain is an indicator. So like the first time I ever did anything, I mean, it's a little bit comical because they had like a preacher like board with different butt plugs glued on it. Right. And it was part of a scene, but like I experimented off camera and we started with more of just of the numbing stuff. Right. And the sensation was weird. And then I don't really fully understand what was going on because I'm partially numb. So like after that, when I went home, I started looking into it more and I decided to not use uh, more of a heavy numbing gels because I, I want to know if there is pain because that's a stopping like. Yeah, the body yeah, saying, naturally saying stop. will speak to you. So there was like a company that had like a product that was like more of a natural relaxer based off of stuff off of oranges. Like I, I stuck with more natural roots in that sense mm-hmm. because I wanted to know if there's pain. Because in later in my life, as I was doing this whole process and I learned about other butt complications, I'm glad that I didn't have numbing gels because I would be in a worse situation than I am in now. Yeah, people can get hemorrhoids. People can get like fissures. Um, have it like fissures, fissures, fissures. Yeah, fissures are tears. So hemorrhoids, oh. hemorrhoids are either internal and inter- external, and they're like, like they well outside they hurt when they're inside they don't hurt, um, but they're like I guess like more of a speed bump. <laughs> <laughs> but but with with the fissure, it's a tear, and I thought like maybe after it heals, it gets like just as strong. But it, I think it heals thick, like it scars. Like no, I was wrong. No, it's wrong. Nope, nope. Because I know personal experience, it heals weaker it's a weaker so like i i have i have i have two and i know that when one happened and the healed i thought like i gave it time and then i went i went and then i had another like sharp pain and i went and they said that it had retore and then another time i went they said that both of them were healing and what the fuck do you mean both like yeah there's two so i said okay how come people can bottom all the time and they're fine well everyone's body's different my body was not meant to really handle this work just showed it sooner I was going to have it anyways when I'm older, just <laughs> to have it just happen from like normal things like going to the bathroom or whatever. But being with my job, it just showed it sooner. And being as educated as I kind of am or like as nosy and like questionable as I am, I ask a lot of questions and then these are the answers I got. So that's why just before I retired, about three months before, I decided to stop bottoming and I was just going to be... Bottoming, that's the term for anal. Yeah, bo- bottoming is the person who's receiving. The person mm. on top is... T- the top the person on bottom is the bottom or the receiver i guess bottoming i'm just writing all this down you know it's always good to have these little uh, keywords just thrown out there yeah <laughs> and like there's that book um uh, ethical slut that i've been told to read a million times by friends and i'm pretty sure the same authors wrote two other guides now one called like the ultimate topping guide and the ultimate bottoming guide i think topping is the okay i get it mm, interesting mm-hmm. well <laughs> very fun stuff i hope the listeners and the viewers are taking note because anything we talk about on this show is food for thought and don't take it with a grain of salt. It's really important information coming from different perspectives and people that are very experienced in the art of sexuality. So let's jump into some of our questions here. So I have a question from The Voice. <laughs> Shout out to The Voice, yo. Yes. Uh, the Voice is a major participator and has been here from uh, day one and always asks our guests amazing questions. So here we go. Hey, Peter, where do you find these people to perform in your bi and pansexual endeavors? <clears throat> okay, so where do, I, where do I find these people to participate in these bi and, bi and pansexual endeavors? Jeez. Um, so originally, I, I would have thought to go to Oasis when they have their um, like networking nights where there's different content creators or videographers or performers. Um, so that would be a thing. Um, because of me just also attending Oasis, I've met people who also are performers and I have gone to the Hamlin's Beach in Toronto, the nude beach where a lot of sex positive people hang out as well. So, you know, just networking and like 
I'm not really shy, as you can tell. So a lot of people <laughs> usually know about the things I do or whatever. So I'll get approached or whatnot. Um, so, you know, being outgoing definitely has helped with that. Um, that's also part of why I wanted to come back out of retirement because I'd see the need for pansexual, bisexual performers. Like, you know, I seen a friend posting they had a birthday coming up and they wanted a big like pansexual like video made and they had to find males who were pansexual and like, I'm pretty sure it didn't go so well. Um, <laughs> so like, I, you know, I want to also be like a positive role model for that. Um, but yeah, just networking and you have to put yourself out there. Um, I don't really know where else I would go at the moment. Yeah, shout out to Oasis. Again, one one of the top sex clubs in the city. And um, amazing. An amazing place to be. It's like a hangout. I find it more like <coughs> like it's a nude a nude hangout. You can use like the steam room. And like I have a steam room at my, my gym but or sauna, but I will still also go to Oasis sometimes because then I can go <laughs> into the pool outside naked and I can go on the strip pole naked. And then if you decide you want to do naked things with people, then you can go up to the other floors. Like it's a it's a... It's a nudist it a colony. House. Yeah. <laughs> a very, very uh, interesting place. And hopefully it opens back up soon with everything that's going on. Yeah, they got renovations, right? Yep. Yeah. So still working hard to uh, perfect the place. So <clears throat> getting into another question now, has working in the adult entertainment um, industry made you more aware of your sexual health? Y- yes. It, well, yeah, like all this, it's been a learning experience. And I've I've learned about getting tested and about new things I didn't know about and like other bacterias and things. And um, just like anyone, like I've run into my hiccups of things and I've had to go to the doctors and learn about medications and, and learn pra- safe sex practices. And also if uh, communication, you know, mm-hmm. and I've no what I've noticed is it's usually people you like, usually people you, you don't think like you think, Oh, yeah, these, these people are smart and they're usually people that were dumb. <laughs> Or just caught up in the moment and then didn't think about, well, maybe I might be feeling something down there, so maybe I should go get it checked up. Ah, oh, no, yeah, it looks well, all good I can to think me. of both. I can think of yeah, both situations. Some people were just dumb. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, some people aren't considerate. They think like, oh, I trust this person, and they, example, stopped in a layover somewhere, and they trust this person, and then they meet you somewhere else, and then they think they're good, but they're not. But we've spoken about this so many times on the show that nobody really likes to have that awkward conversation about sexual health. Like when you meet somebody, I think Dylan gave the perfect example when we talked about Oasis is that the elevator. Just think about like you getting in the elevator and getting to your floor and how your dialogue should be when you meet somebody in the sense of what you can actually cram in there in that first encounter. And usually people are not divulging sexual history and stuff like that. They're more trying to like fuck (laughs) and just jump right to having sex. Oh, and then later they have to deal with the awkwardness of (laughs) that they didn't communicate. Yeah. Yeah interesting very interesting stuff well there's no there's no there's safer sex practices people think too like oh what like you know if i always do like everything nothing will ever happen you don't know that you're just practicing safer sex practices yeah and then there's people that think that they're having safe sex and they'll fuck with a condom but then they'll go down on each other bareback (laughs) like yeah there's that too yeah that's why i laugh with the porn industry and their like whole condom rule is like the ones where it's bareback everyone's tested that's fine i mean for me but, but for people who like use, oh, no, I'm not going to get tested and do a condom shoot. It's like, okay, but are you going to do oral sex? Is there going to be condom on during the oral sex? No, oh, I that's don't weird how all of a sudden that doesn't happen. Like, it's not transmissible all of a sudden. Yeah, nope. Yeah, the double standard is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And just miseducation because it's like, you sh- if you're going to do a scene that involves one of your holes, make sure it's clean. The, the, <laughs> the miseducation is funny because like even I, uh, there's a bacteria called um, M- MGen. 
It's like microplasma and it can be in your genitals, in your lungs. It can be like a form of pneumonia. But I never heard about this, right? And then all of a sudden, my doctor's like, oh, we want to check you for it. So then I, MGen. Yeah, well, it's, it's microplasma. This, this slang was MGen. Because I heard it on another podcast. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, MGen. I experienced that, like, encountered that in college. So my doctor wanted me to go get checked about this. And I'm like, what is this? And like, I don't know much about it. And I'm reading about it. And I finally go to the doctors. And he's like, why are you looking for this? Everybody has this. Anyone who's under 30 and is sexually active has this. Your doctor is stressing you out for no reason. And I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. So like my doctor also got to learn something out of this. So it's not just a learning experience for citizens also for and a lot of people think that it's only females that have for instance like bacteria like bacterial vaginosis or they'll be the only ones to have like discharge and actually have something unless it's completely like a overt like std whereas with sexual health guys can i think also have many forms of bacterial things that create discharge and other discomfort well well yeah i mean I mean, from from different sicknesses, yeah. Like in general, uh, males don't really have just like a daily discharge, but in yeah, it, uh, but they have discomfort though. Usually, if a guy is itchy or he feels, oh, if you have something, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes you have like no symptoms. Like I mean, I don't care. I've had I've had uh, I've had chlamydia and I had like no symptoms really, right? Whereas the one time I had gonorrhea, it sucked. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> it sucked. Every time I I peed. I was like, nope. It was like sharp pains, and it was just not not a good thing. So like, I've learned, I've learned. Ask more questions. And it's important, and I like the confidence that you have to be able to talk about this because this is a safe space, and there's no judgment here. But these are conversations that people that talk about sex, they only talk about it one sided. They don't talk about the fact that yeah, sometimes you get caught, sometimes you get something, or sometimes something just happens and it's a fucked up situation. But it's real shit. But there is medication, and once you take it, bomb, you're back out on road seven days later, right? Or mm-hmm. whatever the time frame <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because, I mean, people <laughs> have to realize there's real, you know, situations that people get into. And if you are sexually active, you are more likely to catch something versus somebody who's not sexually active. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, yeah, safer. There's no such thing as safe sex. It's safer sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Important to note. Yes. So, um Another question that I have here is, are there things at home personally that you won't do at work? Are there things at home personally that I won't do at work? Yeah, I guess it kind of comes down to also like being in a relationship or dating and then also like being able to perform and do certain things. Because some people, even like exotic dancers and stuff, they'll say like, you know, I'll, I'll dance, I'll do all these things at work. But if they have a man or they have a woman or they have somebody that they're in a relationship with, they don't really do the performative stuff really with that person. They kind of have maybe a more loving or making love experience versus just the fucking or whatever. oh well i mean in that sense i guess it's kind of unfortunate for the partner who's like oh my girl's a dancer i want to see her dance but she won't dance for me like that's, that's yeah. that, that sucks a bit um i generally i mean i know people want want that sometimes they want something at home to be more special maybe something you won't do at work but if i'm really good at it why don't i also just do it at work as well because i'm there to be performer like i'm supposed <laughs> to be money. i'm supposed to be peter pounder and this is all the peter pounder i can be so i'm going to be peter pounder at home and i'm going to be P- peter pounder at work i mean at home you're going to get the more intimate side and everything like the conversation and all the other things that make up you as a person yeah like we're going to eat pizza and smoke bongos together instead of just like at work where it's like hello hi my name is so-and-so paperwork okay testing okay (laughs) and like now it's going to be covid testing as well like it's it's different yeah Mm -hmm. that is interesting so what do you say to people who say porn is giving men an unrealistic view of sex I guess that's based, I mean, what porn are you watching? Um, <laughs> and also, there is a lot of old stereotype, like, like people in the industry. So, like, when I said about me getting uh, blacklisted, if I was working with that agency, it's because the people who ran the studios were 
of the old old mindset they're they're more homophobic mm -hmm. so i mean i guess it depends as it changes now i know we have more people who develop more feminist uh shot porn and more ethically shot porn so in that sense that's good because we're gonna have more stuff that's more proper and ethical but at the same time if you're looking for more of the severe bdsm style stuff and you go looking for it you, i mean you can't complain like that, that that's out there you're looking for it like that feels <laughs> that feels a need and it's better to have someone who two professionals working together tested doing these things to each other than for you to maybe go off and do it in an unsafe manner like sometimes people escape through what they're watching right they're maybe maybe they're never going to do it in real life they're just going to watch it yeah and adding to that part of the question i actually posted something that i found really fun from this person called wet and sexy on instagram <laughs> And it's called, it's, it goes like this. It's like, dear men, if you're going to watch porn, at least learn from it. Sincerely, unsatisfied woman everywhere. And a lot of people like that post. And I think it's creative because in the sense of the whole watching porn, there's a whole fantasy aspect to it. I mean, they try to make, you know, realistic experiences and stuff. But the whole idea of porn is this exaggerated hypersexuality of performance, which is real. Like people go to porn to really learn, but also for that excitement or that peak of interest. So... A lot of women, they feel that same view. And a lot of women, I think even some of the interviews we've had on the show as well, we've discussed it where sometimes a woman is not necessarily sexually pleased fully or she doesn't think the man really understands what he's doing because of the influence he's getting from, for instance, like porn. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some porn that is very unrealistic. And I mean, there is other porn that's more intimate. Like I think the companies like sex art or met art, they film very romantically like shot style stuff. Um, so I guess it depends on, like I said, like where, like what porn you're watching, but like a lot of it out there does give an unreal example. And then as for the whole, like how the woman feels unsatisfied and the guy's watching porn, there's a whole performative sex and there's pleasure-based sex. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm definitely guilty of this because I've, <laughs> I've, I've read, I've read the, the, the dividing line and been like, Oh shit. I'm always looking at I the per performing when I should have been doing pleasure. Well, yeah. I'm always doing the performing <laughs> thinking like, you know, like I always have to be like hard the entire time. And like, if it goes down, like I got to get it back up and this whole like performers uh, aspect or like vision that I had. So like, you have to remember that it's not always that like there is more pleasure-based sex and some of the stuff, that I've been concerned about other people I haven't cared about. So, yeah, just think more about the pleasure than the performing. Right. And Sorry, let me throw a quick question in there. On Pornhub, right? Yes. Um, one, you're, you're on Pornhub. Yes, I am. Right? Um, I could pretty much take from, like, the, the amount of things that you've divulged yeah. at this point. So there was a guy, I don't remember his name, but um, he was doing, um, he was part of a porn company. He was the main actor. And the thing with his um, scenes and stuff, they were really rough, okay? Um, and he ended up getting banned off Pornhub and his whole company. It was a big company, too. Wow. Right? They filmed, like, super high-end porn. James Dean? Yes. James Dean, yeah. Uh, right? Um, like a scruffy, blonde guy kind of thing? Oh, no. I'm thinking of, well, of more like he had more curly... Uh curly shorter hair but well like his thing was like super rough sex in his in his scenes and stuff like that and some of the girls weren't really condoning of of how rough it really got mm -hmm. right of scenes that were already out so it ended up changing the rules on Pornhub where like now you have to be uh, uh considered i guess like a a real content creator to be able to be able to upload on there yeah there was the whole thing where they took down all the stuff that's from unverified users right mm -hmm. so I mean, if it is the person I'm thinking of, James, if it's James Dean, I know that his stuff was always more aggressive. And as it came out later, I mean, I, I don't know if these are all like the true facts, but it had something to do with like personal issues and, you know, like, you know, anger for women and that kind of stuff that came like came out through his uh, aggression and work. 
which you don't really know people. Like I used to watch this one guy in porn all the time as a kid with all these women. And then I see an interview later and find out like he hated his life. So cool. you don't, you don't, you don't know like what's going on for like a lot of people, but for the rule change. Yeah. That, that, um, that does happen. Like I, I know originally certain clip sites, you had to have like a free limb if you were like tied up. Cause it couldn't be a hundred percent. Like you're tied up for all four limbs. Interesting. So like with this, I know the Pornhub thing. Um, cause I listened to another podcast the other day about this and I'm pretty sure it was all the unverified people got taken down and like all, like all the content that was from either cam girls or even big studios that was stolen was taken down and then i know there's that whole thing with visa pulling away because they thought there was like yeah. lots of ch child uh, trafficking and sex stuff on there but there's more of that like on um facebook than on pornhub yeah yeah <laughs> it was more about sex workers than about the actual like yeah but i know that that guy and his company kind of changed the rule around so even like the amateur stuff started to become less and all yeah. of that right hence aftercare Right, because if the women don't really agree with the whole performance, and then he's like, "I'm putting it up anyways," it's like, "Yeah, but I actually bled after, or like, you know, like it was too much for me." Like, depending mm -hmm. on what the person's response is to the actual performance, that just means that it's really one-sided, and it doesn't seem like a mutual kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that's why a lot of performers these days will sign the paperwork right away, but like, you should maybe sign it after, like after to agree to everything that's what I, I did with mine because there were some things that were like were okay and were not okay and so then like i wasn't signing the contract till we agreed to all these things and they couldn't post that until we sorted it yeah so like stand your ground that's a good tip but again how do you secure the actual deal without agreeing to it up front because that's think about it if somebody's <coughs> trying to recruit or trying to hire somebody and saying i want you for this gig for this date you have to confirm somehow yeah. And then usually it's like you have to make sure you're checked for your sexual health. You have to make sure you go through this criteria just to get to that point. So for some people, they might not be able to go through that. But there should be maybe a clause or something kind of interjected that upon the final revision and edits, then, you know, such and such has to be considered finally before. Because it's almost like a music video, like what we talked about a few episodes ago. Girl did music video. She was the main video girl. And then at the end of the day, family saw the video and then wanted the guy to take it down. It's like. You can't mess with a production like that. Oh, the family has seen the video and they wanted to take it down? Because she's oh. a more conservative type of person. But so her family's more religious or whatever. And then they're like, uh, we don't like this. And then she asked the guy to take her out of the video. Well, you can't take her out. It's not like a yeah, simple well, edit. Yeah, well, like, why did she do that in the first place if she didn't wasn't acceptable? Like, I know there are situations now where people can say, hey, and then you have to pretty much do like a payout fee because like you're going to stop them from making content. Like I literally know someone that did this earlier where someone had a video and they're like, I don't want that video out anymore. So they took it down and then they just paid them a fee. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's that, but um, there probably is ways to make your own contract or alter it. So you could have the signing the beginning and then a final sign. Um, or if you just don't sign until the end, they can't use that content. So they, they filmed, they had the camera guy, the sound guy, all these people around. And, and now what they're not going to like, this is in their best interest to make sure that you're happy too. So, should be considered, but there are some assholes out there, let's be legit, that they'll film and then they'll just put it up and they'll take their risk and chances because that person probably is not going to want to go up publicly about a sex tape or, you know, something like that. So Hence alterations to a whole website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So it's interesting stuff. Um, another question is, what is the most awkward moment you've had on set? <laughs> uh, on set? On set, almost awkward moment on set. I think I can tie this into the, the the next question here. Have you arrived on set and then saw a performer you didn't like or feel that you'd be as attracted to and kind of wanted to pass? Well, I mean, I just before 
I just thought that I'm like professional. This is a job. I come in, I do my deed, and like I, I, I leave. Like I come in and I be Peter Pounder. So I didn't like care who I filmed with, um, because I was just being the best porn star I could be, and that would be someone who'd film with who was in front of me. Um, but now coming back out of, out of retirement, I am more so just going to pick people that like actually want to work with, or I think the content won't look good because I understand that it also is a business. But if I'm really like not into it, I'm not going to put myself in the situation. Like I'm not coming back to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not just coming back and doing it just for the money because like I can't pay my bills or something. Like I, uh, what do people say? Uh, I guess I come from more of a privileged place where like I'm choosing this scenario. You made your, you made a name for yourself. Yeah. I mean, you're Peter Pounder for a reason. Yes. So now it's like if Peter Pounder's coming out of retirement, Peter Pounder gets what Peter Pounder wants. Oh, yeah. It's like that a tongue twister. <laughs> you have leverage now. Yeah. No, that's really good. Because you really have to kind of work that up to get to that point. So <clears throat> if you're already at that stage, then wow. Yeah, then I can do that. And as for the awkward thing, I mean, I'm assuming most people would think it's like, does shit happen on set? It's like, well, yeah, with anal shit does happen on set. But, <laughs> Literally shit yeah, happens on set. But you, you just say like, hey, we got to take a quick break. You know, we got to re-rinse, you know, like that's it. I, my old job was like demolition and like restoration work. So the, I dealt with sewer backups. So I, I dealt with like basements full of shit. So like some shit on my dick or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like it's fine. I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> just clean it off. Yeah. Like and that's, you can still get back hard. Like, some people can't disconnect and understand, okay, like it's a natural thing. Like here. Oh my god! I mean, I haven't had worse things happen to me, but I've heard stories like where people are underneath people and shit still happens, and they still go back to work. Like those are the true professionals. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, do you? And then this is an interesting question: Do you rewatch your porn like when you make it? Like, do you actually sit back and like enjoy it? Like, do you jerk off? Like, do you feel connected to it where it's like pleasuring? <clears throat> um, so, if it's something I professionally shot, um, I want to see like how they edited it or what they did or what it looked like. Um, do I watch it to jerk off? Uh, I have sometimes, um, especially when it's something I felt like I really did a re- really good job. I want, yeah, I have watched it to see me do a really good job or that's like just feeding my ego or vanity there. probably, um, <laughs> I was like, why well, I have to come out of retirement? Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Look at that. So I did this. Um, and then wait, what? <laughs> I just spaced. No, you're doing perfect. Um, so like, do you rewatch your videos? Oh, like, yeah, yeah. If you're bored, like, I mean, like, because sometimes when you do something, you kind of just want to forget it and just leave it out there and just say, yeah, let everybody run up the views. But, like, do you get curious? Like, you can't get curious. Like, do you ever feel like, I'll just watch this for, like, a few hours, like, go through some of my tapes? Well, not a few uh, hours, but if I if I just shot it, like, a late night jerk off, like, I won't really rewatch it. I'll just post it. But if it's something that, like, maybe I, I shot and I want to, like, try my own like editing see like you know cut out some parts and and do whatever then i have to rewatch it and then that is a whole other experience because now you're like looking at it for like a work aspect an editing eye but i'm talking about for like the pleasure like so then that would be just like watching my more mainstream stuff or like me hooking up with people i like blowjob videos so like if i have videos of people giving me blowjobs i should watch those but what i've noticed though is for watching porn what i'm watching to turn me on is different than before so before i would watch like more of the sex aspect of it right i wouldn't watch like the the person strip teasing at the beginning or like or 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 maybe some of the oral but not all the oral whereas now i watch the strip tease i watch more of the slower aspects because like i don't know maybe because it's i was a performer or am a performer or whatever if anyone watched it maybe that's why my my view changed because i wanted the the slow beginning because i already knew about the wham bam boom i don't know 
he wanted the um, seduction. Yeah, and audio I also notice is a big thing because like for me, just watching a video, a lot of guys on set can't just come during a scene. They usually need like to get over the edge. So a lot of guys have like their go-to video, but it wouldn't work for me unless I put in my headphones and then I could hear noises and then I was fine. And then we jump back in and do the money shot or, or whatever. Nice. Mm. But yeah, so yes, long story short, I watch my stuff sometimes depending how good it looked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, um, wow. Friday, do you got any questions? Um, I guess this question is kind of, um, uh, well, I'll find a way to position this question for both of y'all. Okay. Okay. Um, because I made a tweet earlier and, um, I think I sent you the tweet, Alizé, but I'll pull it up on my tweet. But I meant like, do you have any comments or whatever on his, like, because everybody has their own process, for instance, on, um getting that climax so to speak so for some people it's the sound some people it's the watching no. or some people they slap it on mute right <laughs> so okay so you're talking about for when i'm having sex and like what does it take for me to get over the to over the edge or if you're not having sex and you're just like let's just say you, you can't have access to a person you want to actually have sex with mm-hmm. and you're just kind of having that mood where you kind of want to be stimulated by something so you're kind of asking like what kind of porn i prefer then <laughs> comment gang wants to know <laughs> Or, or she does. I know, right? <laughs> we have like the most interesting Toronto crowd that is like constantly. You really interested. want you really want to put me on the spot today, Alize. No, no, no. It's um, a but, private moment because no, no. I, I, I listen. I ain't got no shame in my game. Um, I like to watch women pleasure themselves. That's that's my my favorite go to porn. Masturbation. Yeah, but lesbian or no, no self masturbation. Yeah, yeah. I like to watch a woman. Okay. Like. Yeah, I thought you. Know, you I think I had two women for a second. Do the, maybe do the dildo thing, or you know what I'm saying, or like the sounds. Because like even like you were saying, like on set, like people would assume like porn stars just go at it, but a lot of people. Sound don't is it. important. I'm not gonna watch um, something without sound. Sound. It's just that that's not gonna work for me. I need to hear her moaning. It's the engineering part of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and okay, it doesn't have to be the best sound, but I need to hear her moaning. Like if it's like, like. Just to be more transparent with my comment gang, um, <laughs> if I if I pull up the video and then like there's like ding 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 playing in the background, like she's playing like house music, or even if she's playing hip hop, like I'm switching to another video, like you know what I mean? Play play me <laughs> the, the one where I hear nothing in the room except for you moaning and maybe the sound of the vibrator going in. So it is a sound thing. I think a lot of people are stimulated by the sounds and the. Um actual natural sounds well think about in sex people like people that are very vocal like i myself the past few years have gotten a lot quieter like i'm sorry to anyone who watches my only fans at the moment (laughs) because i have been really quiet because i've been staying with family and stuff so it's always the like the silent orgasms it's in the face though i'm sure they could see the expression yeah but still still i used to be like my first set like they were like it you know not every not every pop shot is real so they're like, if you can't do it, just like fake it. And then I'm like, we'll fix it, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. So then I was, I was like waiting for them to like yell cut because like at this moment I couldn't pop and they thought it was real. And I realized from my sales job of just like learning to like sell myself, I'm just a really good like actor because of what I used to always do. So like I hear other people and they're so quiet and I'm like, why aren't they being like louder? So I used to be a very vocal person and then now I've gotten a lot quieter. So I have to get back to that. But like, think about it. Like a lot of the times if someone can't get off, you know, you either got like moan a little bit more into their ear or just be a little more like aggressive. Mm-hmm. Some, sometimes it's sound. Sometimes it's the finger in the butt. Sometimes it's sound. It's definitely energy. And I think this is what affects a lot of people when they say, oh, she was a boring dead fuck or he was whack or whatever. I think it's just they can't match the chemistry and it's not organic enough where the sounds are clear enough or, you know, like you said, in order for him to get off more, maybe she needs to go closer to his ears. 
he needs to feel the hot breath or the warmth of her, you know, moaning and like having that actual in sync feeling or maybe, versus maybe just what you're putting down ain't making her make no sounds. That too. <laughs> Which is a very real possibility. <laughs> But also, too, it works with guys, too. Like, for instance, like, sometimes a guy, like, there's been guys in porn, for instance, that have that whole, like, ah, like, that yell, that moment of when they're actually coming is that, like, that extra, like, audio. I don't know what you want to call it. Well, like, like when they're just, like, when they're coming, they're just sounding more, like, grunting and all Yeah, or? like, just the louder, louder. And then there's some guys that can come and just, they're more, like, like heaving, like, you're hearing more breath, like, more. Oh, yeah, I guess. Like, the groan, I mean, the grunt, the ah. Yeah, some people are very primal. Like, some people sound like, <laughs> I know some people that sound like a full-on primate, and other people are more quiet. Um, I think I'm more of a, like a grunter or, or sometimes growl, but I don't think. <laughs> growl. But, like, the, pet, the, the being out of breath might just be how hard you're going to. <laughs> You might not even have the, you might not even have the energy to like spill noises at that point. You might be gassing out like, yeah. And yeah. I got most people are not going to tap out, so they're going to just be like, you know what I mean? Like they just want to let it all out. But you also just am I doing good guy sounds? I don't know. <laughs> That's one thing I've learned though. Like, is it's acceptable as you get older to accept that sometimes you got to tap out and like open the window if it's too hot because I die in the heat. So like, I am I am the guy that it's an important. You can't have any machines on. They unplug the fridge, the AC. Oh yeah, for the best audio. Yeah, so unfortunately, it's like whew, turn like fucking pause. We got to get that AC going. Yeah, that's so funny. Sorry about my uh, male groans and stuff. I'm really you know, I do my thing when I do my thing. So I'm just I don't know, just mimicking what I think I hear sometimes from what most guys would do. Like there's sometimes the super loud, like you said, primal, rah, and then there's the more subtle. I can't even like try to even do it right now because this is just like what like. Don't want to spoil it, right? They got to go to the OnlyFans to see what you do. Yeah, yeah. And they offer like audio things now on OnlyFans. You can just post audio, mm -hmm. right? You can just record your voice, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. nice. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. I learned that from, was it the other person you had on here before, uh, Kat, like Vixen? Mm -hmm. She had one where it was just an audio note. And I'm like, oh, that's so smart. That's so smart. Especially if you like, yeah. you're, maybe you don't look, maybe you just woke up, but you want to record something really sexy. Ha. The first thing in the morning voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. Vixen Boo, yeah, that's smart. Oh, it's brilliant. But then again, it's updates, right? <laughs> so it's all about how in tune you are with the platforms that you're given. I did not know that. Well, thank you. No problem. I do adult <laughs> sex stories. So, I mean, that would be really good for audio content. Mm -hmm. Just give some situations. Yeah, and I'm not sure. I think you can price per audio, like you can lock it. I'm not sure about that one. I have to double check, but mm -hmm. still, it's another aspect. Because if you always have to be performing, and like, like in that aspect of always performing, like I like that I can switch it up and do some silly stuff. I can. There's stress like, that comes with that. The performativity yeah. is always on. Like you're gonna want to take breaks and not want to always have to feel pressure to do it. Yeah, so I post me being silly after a shower, just like dancing. I post me like working out and like dying, sweating. Like that's sexy to some people, but other times it's just something I did that people wanted to see. So mm -hmm. if I'm always have to be sexy 24 seven. That's like a lot of, I guess, pressure, right? No, for sure. But the one thing I do like about being in the industry, though, is that it makes me always be more aware of my like health and fitness and like skincare. I take care of my skin. I take care of like what I eat. I take like I can't be. I mean, I don't want to be out of shape like for no, this. For I sure. want to be like have the endurance and also I, I like to like look good and lean and stuff. So, yeah. Well, speaking of looking good, I think you look very, very dapper today. <laughs> Thank you. Um, are we allowed to show abs stomach i mean with guys i think you see that's the thing if i were to wear tassels on my nipples then we couldn't show that on youtube <coughs> but a guy taking off his shirt showing some uh, fitness perfect 
So you want me to take off my shirt? Yeah, let oh. the viewers see what you're working with. Obviously, wants him to. This is with shirt. this. This is the COVID body. I've seen his Instagram already, so definitely go follow Peter Pounder, and uh, he can stand up. He's also a model, guys. So that is all for you. And he's staying like that. <laughs> but yeah, this is this motivation. Is, this is the this is me right now. Um, <laughs> with whatever I can do at home with the COVID materials. It's Hold just on, you got to stand up and flex. He's got to capture this. So. Again, I'm trying not to fall over. Oh, no, you got room. I do? Stand yeah. Up. Okay. Yeah. So this is Peter Pounder, guys, model, fitness guru, brand ambassador. And uh, this is an adult star of Toronto that you got to check out on OnlyFans and follow him on Instagram. He is Peter Pounder for a reason. <laughs> you pound quite a bit, I'm sure. Yes, I like it. I like it. <laughs> it's exercise, right? And right now with COVID, I can't go to the gym, so... So pounding, I'm guessing that you have a more aggressive style with your uh, sexual displays. Well, yeah, I mean, but I also like to mix it up. I like to be more aggressive. I like to also be more gentle. Like um, Gentle giant. Like today, like when I woke up, I didn't want to just go follow it and like run a marathon. So like it started to, and then I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just woke up like, and then I just went more at a leisurely pace, but I can pound in many styles. It's like, you can, <laughs> pedal, you you can pedal a bike in many styles. You can pound in many pound. styles. That's no. the title, Pound in Many Styles. Oh, shoot. Peter we Pounder. Go. Well, <laughs> let's get to the card game here. <laughs> it's going to be from the original pack. I didn't get to uh, pre-screen some of the new ones, um, which I will start <laughs> using from Sexbox again. Three cards, three cards. Three cards. <laughs> three? Okay, so I'll have you pick one. So you got to spin the dice, and then whatever number it lands on, you got to read the question that appears. So seven? Yeah. So now I just grab... Random card. And read question seven. <laughs> ha have you had sex with twins? N uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> I <gotta> think about it. <laughs> but we had twins last. last no, I know. I was trying. To, well, it's because people have been performing. Like I've had sex with my like stepsister and my stepmother a million times, but like I, I have it obviously. So okay. For so the so with this. Um, no, film and personal life, no twins that I know of that wanted to have sex with me, with both of them at the same time. I mean, there's probably twins out there that separately want to have sex with me at different times, but I don't know <laughs> any twins at the same time. Interesting. Do I have to roll it again? Right? Yeah. Okay. That's a six. Yeah, okay, cool. All right. Uh, da, da, da. Okay, six. Happy. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you given a guy pity sex to help him feel better about himself? What if they're listening? I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess, well, no, I mean, I, I never done anything I didn't want to do, but I mean, I've guess, I guess I've done stuff so that they just feel better and maybe I just wasn't into it that much in the moment, but they're like a friend or became a friend. <laughs> so I guess, yes. <laughs> pity fuck. <laughs> Most of us have done at least one. I keep, I keep getting the same like, okay, here we go. <clears throat> Seven again. H have you hooked up with a blind date? Uh, have I been on many blind dates? I mean, I usually send a picture of myself before. So it's not really blind dates. I mean, does it matter if it's their face? Like, what if you've never seen their face, just their genitals? Oh. I don't know. <laughs> um... No, I guess no, because I've never been on a, like a fully, fully, fully blind date. 
I've always known to some degree what they look like. <laughs> also because I like <laughs> I don't want to like take a bus an hour or drive for an hour or like any of that stuff to just go home, you know. <laughs> Can't afford all that shit for no reason. <laughs> It'd be a real waste of time. But um, yeah, guys, I think this really concludes our uh, session here with uh, Peter Pounder. Hold, hold on. One, one more question. Okay. Because I never got that oh, question. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? And I know um, the comment gang on, on my personal page have been going pretty crazy since I posted this tweet. Okay? Um, so the reason I'm like, I'm trying to apply it to both of y'all, because like I said, Toronto girls will pick the worst of the worst mans out there and inherit their bullshit and look past the men who actually have their shit together. And then I put true or false. I'd say true because I think a lot of Toronto women like myself, I've been fooled many times and we're pretty optimistic with the next man. We always are hopeful in saying the next one will be better because the next one assures us that he's not like anybody we've ever talked to. So whether we're with them for a year, three years, five years or whatever duration of time, we're still in that wishful thinking mode that Fuck all that energy of all those assholes before. Now, if you're going to be an asshole, I'm going to make this one right out. So the girl will overlook the good guys or whatever potential good ones because she's focusing on hopefully this will change. This one is allowed to fuck up a little bit because you know what? He should be better than the last six or five or whoever before him. So I'm really hoping that this works because so much time has already been put in. And I'm looking at the clock, noticing that I ain't getting any younger. So I want this to work. This has to work. So you're going to try to fix the broken one then? Well, the broken is up for the interpretation. So if the girl, remember, somebody is always going to make you feel like the person you're with is always less of the caliber than what you see in them. Especially when you start talking about situations or moments of unhappiness or things like that. It's always when you start the dialogue with people and you start to let them in your circle. Mm -hmm. They start to penetrate your mind for you to have elements of doubt. Because sometimes you want to double check and you want an opinion and then they're going to tell you from their perspective, Nobody's really going to gas you up. They're just going to really want you to, they're going to force you to think twice. Mm. Because normally if you always internalize and you're like, okay, this is the one, even though you're not too happy, you don't really have anything to compare it to. But the minute you start opening up that circle of conversation with the issues or the concerns, your mind subconsciously now starts finding elements of doubt. And then the picture starts to get clearer. The resolution starts to come HD. Mm. And now you start looking at flaws you overlooked because you're being hopeful that this one is not just like the others. What about you, Pete? What you got on this? Well, I mean, people always do compare it to like their previous person or maybe someone else they want. Um, <clears throat> so for that aspect, uh, I definitely notice like I'm guilty of doing the same with comparing like, um, oh, this person did this and this person didn't do that and that kind of thing, which is not really like that good good because everyone's different. But um, I've, with, after everything Jose <laughs> said, what was the original post? <laughs> um, so... Toronto girls will pick the worst of the worst mans out there. And I, I say mans just because it's, it's Toronto slime, right? <laughs> um, so the worst of the worst men out there and inherit their bullshit and look past the men who actually have their shit together. But it, oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. a lot of people, they just they look past the bullshit because they want to see like what they think the person could be, either what they can mold them to be or what that person just says they are and they're lying. Right. So like some people are just good at deceiving. Right. Mm -hmm. So some girls, I feel like they they know and some people don't know that they're being deceived or whatever. And then you should a lot of those people should just be more self-aware. Like a lot of people these days aren't self-aware. So like more self-awareness would help you be more aware of your own issues. And then you stop dealing with other people's bullshit. And also, well said, sir. also to timing. You can't just cancel somebody out because somebody presents themselves as good because then the cycle continues. 
how do you define a good person without looking at each individual skill set to see how it matches with you without the experience of having somebody in your life for a living relationship, not just dating, but living with somebody is a completely realistic approach at how they're going to be with you versus just dating and sleeping over or checking them <laughs> once in a while. So the guy on the outside is going to look perfect, of course, because you're just seeing him for what he's presenting. Well, my whole thing, and I guess the reason, um, part of the reason why that whole thing, my whole tweet sparked is, you know, I had a few conversations and I, um, you know, over that day um, and there's a lot of women who will like to take the guy who called him from jail, collect, drive their car, you know what I'm saying? Still live at mom's, not, you know what I mean? Like be the fucking biggest driller or drug dealer out there and be like, that's the guy I want. But then the guy who, you know, like, I'm not going to say they might like myself, but guys like myself, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> who have their own spot, you know what I'm saying? Kind of does whatever he wants when he wants. Entrepreneur, you know what I'm saying? Runs their own businesses. Those guys sometimes have it a little bit harder. Code not saying myself, but guys like that. Um, I think codependency is like a factor in that. Like a lot of people, they, the whole, what is it? Re one's a victim, one's like being rescued. So like I know one of my relationships like I was more of the the rescue and the other person was more of like the victim I was always rescuing. And then like another relationship, I played more of the victim at the time. I was like, what was me? So like, and, <laughs> and I know that part of this feeds in with like codependency and people uh, choosing people that they think they kind of have to help, help out and help shape and help mold. And, and also you're, you're dealing with their issues now. So now you're not dealing with your own issues. Like mm. I, I've dealt with partners issues, my brother's issues, my family's issues just to avoid my own issues, right? It's voids, and filling I, them. Yeah, and I could have chose someone who was way more on their like feet partner-wise and I wouldn't have to focus on like helping them out, but then what's gonna distract me from my own issues that I'm avoiding? So like obviously that's an unhealthy situation. So these women maybe have codependent tendencies, I don't know, but uh, a lot of people these days aren't that self-aware and they just use things to, to I'll fix this person and I'll help this person or I'll just like get really high and like not care about like this thing. Like it depends what you're doing. Like I smoke weed too, but there's smoking weed for enjoyment or for medicinal reasons and there's smoking to uh, escape something. Mm -hmm. So escapism. Mm -hmm. No, he said it perfect with codependency because a lot of women like for the ones that want that, they need that thrill. They need that guy that is just reckless. They need somebody to fill that void that they're at at that moment because a lot of those women outgrow that phase. Some women get into it late in life because they've, focus on other things but again depends on really the state of mind you're in because some women want to be wanted they want to be desired they want somebody that will live in because the ambitious working man he's not going to want to be at home all the time sitting there chilling <laughs> playing video games or whatever it is he's going to be working and then they're going to have minimal time the guy that you're describing if he's not in jail he's at her house <laughs> going out to do chops once in a while maybe but he's available playstation 5 up yo <laughs> He's you ain't gonna, gonna get me that for my birthday, shorty. Come on, <laughs> I just came home, right? I'll be home all day. But some people want that. They want somebody to take care of because that's how they cope. There's nurturing women out there as well. A lot of women that endure a lot of hardships and stuff become more nurturing because they've had life so hard. So they want to make sure that the person they do take on mm. looks to them for that nurturing, right? Yeah, sounds like whiskey all shit to me. <laughs> Anyhow, let's. Let's pack it up. Yeah. So everybody, thanks for listening. This was another episode, episode 15 of uh, Zaylinks and uh, the amazing Peter Pounder coming out of retirement <laughs> said it here. So look out for him. Follow him on Instagram and check out his OnlyFans for those that uh, are curious. 
and interested in what he brings to the table. And it was a lot of fun today. I think a lot of new information was presented and I think you pounded this interview. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks. I have one more thing. Can I say? Yeah. I just wanted to say, because I haven't said where I'm working and I guess I'll do it here for the first time, is I'll be a carnal boy under the network uh, carnal media. So that's going to be where you can find me aside from the OnlyFans. I still have the freedom as an exclusive with their company to shoot my own OnlyFans content and many vids and clip content, which is really nice because some studios don't let you do that. They want you to be just like just theirs on their thing. So they want you to make money too. That's good. Yeah, they want me to make money too. So you can find me on their network for uh, Carnal Media. I'll be one of their new Carnal Boys. And uh, yeah, that's it. And for the rest of my tags and whatnot, I'll get all sorted with the coming back out of retirement and then you guys can have it in the bio. Yeah, thank you for coming <laughs> through. I mean, it was long awaited and... I'm happy that you were able to come and share your uh, openness on your sexuality and uh, your endeavors with our audience and just presenting as a great example of somebody confident within their own skin. And your skin's amazing, by the way. But <laughs> Thank like, you. The fact that you're so confident in talking about sexuality and sensuality and intimacy and everything we spoke about today, it was very inspirational because most people aren't that honest or free to talk about their intimate experiences like that so i commend you on that and uh guys keep watching wait for next episode it's going to be coming out soon and uh zaylinks at gmail.com follow me your host alizé alizé vlogs on instagram and uh my links are in my bio so check them out and follow we love hip-hop network friday ricky dread and we're <laughs> we the best music music Another one, another yeah. one. DJ Khaled! It's just calling my phone like I'm locked up, non-stop. From the plane to the fucking helicopter, yeah. Cops pulling up like I'm giving drugs out, nah, nah. I'm a pop star, not a doctor. It's just calling my phone like I'm locked up, non-stop. From the plane to the fucking helicopter. Shorty with the long text, I don't talk. Shorty with the long legs, she don't.